0: This is a Working With Warriors podcast by the team at the Regional Men's Health Initiative. Hello and welcome. My name is Terry Melrose and today I'm joined by my fellow community educators, Glenn Duncan and Tom Hayes. In this episode, we're talking about wellbeing tips, what are our shock absorbers? It's really about having a conversation about how we travel the road of life. Um, Checking in with our shock absorbers is a really important thing to do to see how we're coping with life's ups and downs or the bumps in the road and also we're going to be discussing what we can do to manage our distress. But first of all this questionnaire forms a really important part of our fast track pit stop. What's that about Tom?
1: Yeah Terry so the, the fast track pit stop is an interactive health and well-being awareness and listening tool that's themed around the servicing of a vehicle. It really is a non-clinical and non-invasive way of helping men become more aware and take charge of their own health and well-being. During these pit stops, we, um, we do them at most field days during the year. We start by checking a quick waist measurement. We call this the chassis, and then we do a blood pressure check. We call that the oil pressure, and finish off with the, the shockies. So that's checking the coping skills. And as you said, that's what we're going to be getting into more detail about today.
2: Yeah, rather than a diagnostic, it's more like a the canary in the coal mine. It's more of a bit of a, an yep. indicator so that, that guys know that perhaps I need to speak to someone. Yep. Um, it's a, the fact that we've modelled it around, it's called shock absorbers, might throw a few people, but that's around our whole pit stop theme where we're trying to encourage blokes to give the same sort of consideration to their, their own health as they would their vehicles and things like that, where we do program in maintenance checks and ongoing service visits um but we don't tend to do it to ourselves so that's i suppose that's putting it in some context as to why we're calling it the Shalkies, coping with life's ups and downs
1: i'll just quickly point out um I'll, I'll upload this questionnaire um into the show notes of this episode so if you want to you can um, download it and follow along with what we're talking about today yeah
0: definitely and it is just encouraging blokes People out there, you know, have we have we checked how we're going with, as Glenn said, those life's challenges, and it and it is individual, and it does depend on our uh, our own individual capacity to cope. Um, So it is about going through these these ten questions. But just before we start talking through these questions, guys, um, I just think no, you know, no matter what time of the year we're at, uh, we're always exposed to stress. And I think coming back to our last podcast where we spoke about our mental health and well being, what it was, we just spoke about you know whether it's seeding time harvest uh budget reviews we all have these stress spikes you know where we can notice changes in our our body mood and behavior but in addition to these you know normal parts of our lives we can have life crises and we spoke about situational distress you know Difficult seasons, drought, health issues, family and relationship breakdown, um, or even grief and loss events. Um, we talk about these times where where we can, I suppose, experience changes from our normal. Glenn.
2: Yeah, certainly, and those those times, whilst the uh, it might not be the single event um, that is the cause of going into decline. What it might be is, or what it's more likely to be is that that damn wall analogy where things have built up and built up and built up and and the spilt cup of coffee at the end taken on (laughs) its own isn't much of a isn't much of a problem but that might be what takes it over the top of the dam wall and and then causes the dramas
0: just going back to that last podcast tom we did talk about normalizing people's reactions so once when, when we speak about these these 10 questions just always remember that it's okay to sometimes experience these things. You know, we're going to be talking about energy levels, sleep, temper outbursts, um, feeling trapped or stuck. At, at the initial point of, of experiencing these difficult events, it is normal to have a bit of a, a reaction. So we've got to normalize these things, but it's about, I suppose, how long we're, we're staying in that space and
1: how long we're experiencing them for, isn't it? Yeah, that's right, Terry. So a lot of it is about putting it into the context of your life and your life stage. So consider about the previous four weeks, um, how often you've had these symptoms or complaints going from one, which is the almost never, up to the five, which is the most of the time. And just really remember it's to do with the changes to your normal and everyone has a different normal and a different benchmark for these these symptoms.
0: So the first one, I feel low in energy or slowed down. Uh, Duncan, now we're all three different uh, generations here <laughs> and I, I'm sure we, we all have different, you know, whether it's kids or, you know, going out having, having a late night, Tom, but... Yep. You know, what's your little uh, analogy you for that one, Glenn?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose the as I started doing this, I, I immediately went out and ran this, uh, did this with my father. So I put my father over the pits and did the shockies with him and he gets to the very first one and says, I feel low in energy, I'll slow down. He goes, bloody hell, I'm... I'm low in energy and slowed down all the time and I think it's important and I said to him well dad you're 86 you're allowed to be so it's yeah. it is age relative mm. and that's worth keeping in mind uh, it's worth putting in in context your situation for all of these. Yeah exactly right and look whether you're doing 14 hour, 14 hour
0: days for harvest you know you might have just had a, a new bub who's not sleeping you know there's going to be transitional or, or situational events where, where we're going to feel a bit slow in energy or or tired or run down but look if if yeah for a prolonged period of period of time no energy loss of motivation yeah a good starting point would be to wouldn't go to the gp and and get some bloods done yeah um one that sort of goes hand in hand with that is I, i i have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep because i worry or stew about things um now, quite often, guys will say, oh, geez, I've got no trouble getting to sleep, but I've got to get up a couple of times to go for a pee. So another one that's probably dependent on age and stage or even some physical health issues there.
2: Yeah, and as we age, there's obviously going to be things that change and and that might cause us to be getting up during the night. But it also can be a bit of a, a vicious circle in that then we, then we start to stew or worry, I suppose, about those things. So,
0: and, and the key point is there, because I worry or stew about things, and I'm sure we've all – and I refer to it as that mind racing, you know, mm. staying awake at night thinking about what I've got to do tomorrow, what I didn't get done today, you know, maybe how that conversation went a bit – uh shaped with with the partner or the work yep. colleague so so it is just understanding i think the big one there is what's in my control what's not No, that little bit of of, of mine racing is good for plannings but when we get stuck in harbour on stuff it can be really emotionally draining um temper outbursts we, we hear about blokes throwing hammers or um kicking doors uh but it's when it's you know out of control and we can't control it is the concern there
2: yeah and certainly um it's a double-edged sword because both there's the immediate health impacts of constantly being in that space where you're feeling that anger, but it has some flow-on effects of it then isolates you socially because no one you're you're pushing away and retreating away from the the social connection that's possibly a help out of that sort of space. So yep. it's if you're putting others in danger as well it's obviously magnifying the risk.
0: Yeah, and that is an interesting one because quite often guys are told that uh, that anger is the uh, the first sort of emotional response where we, we go to that anger stage pretty easily or it's a it's an emotion we can relate to but you know anger is a normal emotional response but yeah putting that that buffer in it so it's not becoming aggressive either hurting ourselves or others or yeah those self-destructive behaviors is the key to manage um Heart pounding or racing, um, that one can be linked to both uh, a physical maybe issue with, it, with our ticker or sometimes people with anxiety and, and stressful events can, can notice that.
1: Yeah, so that's question four, my heart sometimes pounds or races. This could definitely be an indicator that maybe you've got a bit more stress in your life than you need and your shockies, as we call them, could be yeah, you know a little bit dodgy. So if you do find yourself scoring the fours and the fives um, and you've got that those symptoms quite often, it's important to try and talk over what might be causing this excessive stress and maybe some solutions to, to dealing with it, you know?
0: Now, the next one, question number five, is I feel hopeless about the future. Now, we can always worry about the the state of the world's politics and environmental factors, but it's about bringing it back on our own individual level.
2: Yeah, certainly. And, and one of the things we quite often... Uh, talk about in our presentations uh, that we f- think is central or core to people's health and well-being is that social, spiritual aspect, and figuring out what the passions and and things that that make us tick and make us give us purpose and make us want to get up in the morning. Um, so obviously, if we haven't got that side, that aspect to our lives in order, and we haven't got those passions and those things to look forward to, then it, it's probably easier to find yourself in a place where you mm. you're not having you don't feel like you have hope for the future and those sorts of things
0: now and that's a really good point and sort of probably leads into the next one too which is i'm easily annoyed or irritated and i think sometimes when things are outside of our control you know we, we're not feeling connected or a sense of belonging or meaning and purpose we we can maybe get a bit snappy and short um you know we we joke about this. You know some some grumpy old fellas out there and maybe some young fellas who are a bit more angry but if we're noticing that you know change from our normal
2: yeah and it's it is about being aware of it um I know that I've spoken to a chap who sort of was up in the fours for this um and he he said oh well I, I, I don't know if that means I necessarily am, am in trouble and I said well how long have you been feeling like this and it turns out he's a an ex-military fellow who's sort of operated with some pretty switched-on operators and he's now working in a, a situation where some of the guys aren't quite as switched-on and and he realises that he needs to be a bit more empathetic. So it was the fact that he was, one, aware of it, two, that it was related to a particular situation sort of um, didn't make it as big a worry as if, if he was easily irritated at every aspect of of everything in his life so it's important to put these things into context no very good now number seven there is i feel trapped and stuck and
0: and this is another one that quite often i think we need to explain a little bit more because it could be you know sometimes with the inability to maybe make decisions uh we might we might get stuck Uh, some people in their business situation with financial pressures you know not being able to work out of that financial situation or even you know if we're in a a unhealthy relationship uh, or workplace so there's a whole lot of things that, that can cause people to be a bit trapped or stuck Now this next one, guys. um, I've lost interest in things I usually like, and uh, you know, there's a few examples there that we can we can put out there. But might be related to food, our 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 diet. Sex is one we can have a bit of a laugh about, where blokes will say, you know, my my, uh, I'm all right, but my wife's lost interest. Uh, But you know, talking about our own loss of libido, you know, if there's relationship issues going on, and then other things around recreation and socialising. So what's that one really about there?
1: So, yeah, Terry, while losing interest in things that we usually like and enjoy um, could be an indicator of maybe something going on with the physiology of your body, maybe a chemical imbalance. We've got to remember that we all have to make an effort um, in our lives, in all areas of our lives, whether that be with our family, our work relationships and our community groups um, to take care of our overall health and well-being, you know. And,
0: and also when we talk about primary care, isn't it? Um, people withdrawing, it's it's one we can look out for ourselves, but also notice in others.
2: The shocky sheet is uh, quite useful in terms of being a self-check tool, but this is one of the aspects that's one of the observable ones that can be good for keeping an eye out for our mates. Mm. Um, so seeing the fact that somebody is is not um, Socialising or attending those things that they used to take great delight in can be an indicator that it's worthwhile yeah. inquiring with them how they how they're travelling. And once again, isn't it it's just
0: reminding that that changes from our normal? And and we've spoken before about you know the need to have that ongoing connection and relationship with people to be able to notice some of these little changes. You know, so um, yep. no, some good little reminders there. Now we're nearly towards the end. Number nine, I feel shaky inside, um, anxious or panicky.
1: Yep. With this one, we've got to remember that a little bit of anxiety is not well. A little bit of anxiety is good, really. Um, But it's when yeah it gets into the most of the time, it could be an indicator that maybe um, there's excessive stress going on, or possibly an anxiety disorder, or something like that. Yeah, that fight or flight mechanism to uh, comes
2: in handy when we're the caveman escaping from the saber toothed tiger. But if it's being if it's now being triggered. Uh, at the slightest discomfort and we're constantly in that state of anxiety then that's where the problem arises so it's important that once again that we know the context in which we're feeling shaky or anxious or panicky if Mm. if there's a gun pointed at our head then (laughs) probably it's okay but if it's just trying to find a parking spot then we need to figure this out.
0: And also understanding our own individual personal reactions. I know myself, I've, I've always been a little bit of a worrier and I know before public speaking events or big events, I, I always I get a bit nervous, anxious, anxious, and I notice it in the belly, so I get the butterflies. Yep. But, you know, I'm aware of it and I can work through it and use that anxiety to get through what I need to do. But but for some people, it can really take a hold and be like a. they talk about a, almost like a. it grips them that they can't escape mm-hmm. that. So yep. managing to deal with these things and work through them is really important as well. Now, last of all, I am unable to get rid of bad thoughts and ideas. Now, we've um, all joked as blokes, you know, uh, some, some weird thoughts can enter our head from time to time, uh, but that key word there is when we're unable to, to put them down or get them out. Um, and look, I, I don't think we can deny, deny that last question. Quite often brings up um, the notion that someone might be carrying suicidal or self-harm thoughts. Yep. Um, so it is really important we, we, we ask what those thoughts are about.
2: Yeah and, and and I suppose the thing that's really worthwhile keeping in mind here is that a lot of people will the the thought of suicide might enter their head and then it, and it, and then it is put aside yeah. it, it, it like crosses it's a fleeting thought and then it goes it's the the important thing to realize here is that this is someone harboring that thought and not and stewing on it not being able to get rid of that so if you're in that boat then it's important that we we are willing to seek help and look, the other side of that,
0: Glenn, too, is and we, you just mentioned, um, you know, a veteran, uh, someone from the armed forces, and, and talking with other guys in frontline services. Some another battle thought that can be around post-traumatic stress or or flashbacks. So so um, understanding, you know, the context of those thoughts and ideas is is really important to talk through. So when we talk about the answers we might give for each one of these questions. You know, one, twos, and threes almost never, rarely, sometimes. I think we've got to normalise it's okay to be sometimes circling those outcomes.
2: But I think it's important, yeah, because that reflects real life. It reflects the fact that we'll sometimes be under stress and sometimes won't be.
1: That really encompasses that situational distress that we really dove into in the last podcast episode as well.
0: Yep. And we will change. And look, if we are hitting more threes, fours, and fives, um, Two really important questions, just I say, is one, we've got to find out what's causing that, and two, what can we do about it? So who can we talk through some of these responses with if we've got any concerns?
2: Well, we're always talking about how we need to, that our mates come in three main categories and that we need to constantly, as blokes, work to maintain those categories. So our main source of mates comes through either our partners, our significant others, our peers, um, who are people probably around our same age and of the same interests, and our mentors, those older, wiser people. But as life goes on, it's important to realise that those people may not always be there for us because of uh, whether it's our peers, we've grown up and moved schools or we've moved jobs or towns. Um, with marriages, we quite often move in different um, friendship circles and others drop away. And the, the mentors, by their very... Uh, definition of those older, wiser ones. So therefore, because they're older, they may not always be there. So it's about constantly um, maintaining uh, that, that group of friends that we can draw on when times get tough.
0: And that really just highlights the importance of making communication part of that problem-solving process. So identifying people who we can maybe talk through some of these things, get a bit of insight, and you know, peer partner, mentor, they're people within our circle. We can always, you know, go. There's professionals out there. I might be taking that little checklist to your GP, a counsellor, or even talking through with with some of the helplines. But before we go through some of those other avenues for help, um, I think it's important to look at you know, if we are feeling the pinch a bit you know, what are some of the things we can do to, to manage our distress? So Glenn's spoken about, first and foremost, we've got to identify our mates, but what are a few other things we can do there?
1: I think it's important to um, program, program time out from the everyday life to focus on yourself and normalize problems that you might be going through. Um, you've really got to be prepared to talk about the things going on in your life, as we said, um, and really identify the, the things that might be causing us pain and distress.
2: Yeah, and we've touched on it before. Engaging in those passions and interests, um, the the things that give us purpose beyond just the everyday grind, um, the looking forward to, and whether that, when you say that that sort of spiritual, social, spiritual connection, people can think, "Oh, he's going to bang on about religion," but some people find that in connection with country. Some people find that in in family. It's, it's so it's important to, to it's. It's what makes you tickets. it's Mm. it's what drives you.
1: And if you are scoring those fours and fives, there are some really simple things you could just start with to try and improve your overall mental health and well-being. Obviously, B1B, reducing alcohol intake, and it's also really important to maintain physical health, obviously get enough exercise in your life and maintain a healthy diet. That's going to have a big impact on your overall mental health and well-being as well.
0: No, and I just want to touch on that reducing alcohol because we do know quite often when guys are under the pump and and for some people alcohol is that first go-to to deal with stress. Now, one or two beers... It might might be all right to sit down with people and have a chat, but if we're if we 're using alcohol to deal and cope with you know feeling irritable or angry or to help us sleep, obviously form a habit on that, and the the side effects of excessive alcohol uses you know it 's going to come out in other areas and make us feel worse yep. uh, so really important to talk to through those ones and and you spoke about physical health, and I just reckon keeping those social contacts is really important mm-hmm. as well because. We mentioned about guys also besides self medicating, it's withdrawing into that cave and removing ourselves from what is at the end of the day some of our our best and freest forms of support.
2: Yep, and and I suppose one of the other things uh, that's really valuable, and I, I know that we used to use it with the kids at school, and that they'd struggle to uh, identify the things that are going well in their lives. Um, as opposed to the negatives, because it is really easy just to focus on the negatives, and and when you start to sit down and identify, listen, these things, these things are working for me. Um, as much as you might have some other dramas, uh, identifying what's going well can be a real um, mood booster, I suppose.
0: Yep. And that last one, most importantly, just be willing to talk to the appropriate people. Now, to expand on that, I think when we ask the question, what's causing me to feel this way, you know, one, we normalize, is it just a normal reaction to a normal stressful event or or are things getting out of hand, you know? Is this affecting my health, my well-being, my relationship, my finances, or am I on that borderline of, of maybe having a mental health problem or a mental illness? So, so who we talk to can be dependent on where we're at, um, so we have spoke about friends, family, people around us. But if we do go to a GP to discuss some of these concerns, one thing that um, may come up is what's called a mental health care plan. Um, Now, basically, a mental health care plan is designed for someone who who is struggling with their mental health and well-being. Um,
2: And it's about agreed treatment between you and the GP yeah, so it, it, it looks at things like referral to psychologists or counsellors or or other professionals. There might be a discussion around other strategies to help, mm. um, a review of the the medications that d- you might already be on and there's some other health checks or blood te- uh, blood tests to explore other physical health issues that, are, that might be impacting uh, on your mental health and wellbeing.
1: Yeah, and on that, there is a fair bit to a mental health care plan, more than we can really cover today. But, Terry, you wrote a really good article on that, and if people want to learn more about it, feel free to jump on our website and search Mental Health Care Plan, the search bar, and you'll find it there.
0: And look, just understanding, it, it takes time, doesn't it, to, to work through distressing or, or difficult events, and it's no different to, to losing weight. You know, getting on a, a quick-fix diet's not going to work. We've got to look at some of this stuff over the long term. We've got to work at it. Um, and the biggest thing, I reckon, is not leaving it till it's too late one of our main aims of these shockies is to get people to identify stress early identify how it's affecting it affecting us before it does become a, a chronic health problem or or you know the shit hits the fan with our relationships or our business or our employment
2: what's really good about it is quite often people who are in a little bit of a dark place are quite often not objective enough to to realize that they just know that they don't feel right mm. um and sitting down and doing this exercise at least sort of gets it out there and that they can look at it and be a bit objective about it and go oh, hell i'm uh, i'm doing okay here but i'm having a bit of a struggle in terms of these and 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 that certainly helps the process
0: tom glenn thanks for your time and remember our little catchphrase as always
2: yeah before it all gets too much talk to a mate Uh, And you can also uh, contact Men's Line on 1300 789 978.
1: Thanks for listening to our Working With Warriors podcast series.